I call today's talk, today is the tomorrow we worried about yesterday. Because it is. And now today we're sitting worrying about tomorrow. And the funny part is tomorrow never gets here. In New York there used to be a sign in a bar that said, free beer tomorrow. You know, we're at Unity. We're not saying free beer uh, or free beer. <laughs> we're not saying free beer at all. Uh, and we're not saying free spirituality tomorrow. Today. Today. So what about today? Today is the day we have. Uh, Kenneth, a couple weeks ago, saying today is the first day of the rest of my life. And everything, everything we could ever possibly want is right here and right now. And, and yet, we will put it off till tomorrow. We will put off what we want with our, from our heart's desire. We will put it off until a later date. It, meditation. Let's, let's begin with meditation. Well, and the, and the reason I bring that up is because often many of us don't begin with meditation. Uh, how many in the morning hear even a click that says, Oh, I should meditate today. And, oh, but I don't have time right now. So I'll do, maybe I'll do it at lunchtime. And, of course, you're too busy at lunchtime. I'll do it tonight when I get home. And then there's something, you know, there's dinner, there's the pets, possibly. There's something good on TV, but I'll do it before I go to bed. And, of course, most of us are too tired to do it. So we say a quick prayer, and we go to sleep. And Because we're going to meditate tomorrow. And, but today, today is the tomorrow we worried about yesterday. And uh, the worst has not come to pass, I promise. And I, uh, I hope that the best has not come to pass. When I was a kid, our holidays were rough. We, the, my family were not happy holiday people. Yes, there were presents for Christmas, and they, they did their best. They really did. And I don't usually say that. It's not one of my favorite things to say. Oh, they did their best. Because uh, many people's best was awful. But... In this case, my family really did do their best. They were just so unhappy that it was hard to rise up to the joy of, let's say, Christmas or Easter or or even birthdays. I, it, it was tough. It was very hard, very hard for them because you see, yesterday they had worried so much about today. And somehow, when today got here, they were exhausted. And they were thinking, oh, so what are we going to do tomorrow? You know, we've got to clean all this up. We've got to do this. We've got to do this. Uh, and, and so and, and somebody forgot there were children in the house. Uh, I, I mean, they, bought, they bought presents and stuff. I remember the year I got a purple bike. Oh, my goodness. That was, that, was, well, that was a great Christmas. But it wasn't the best Christmas, but it was a cool Christmas gift. So you see, they had been thinking about Christmas. They had been thinking about me. My brothers got fun stuff. I was the youngest, so that worked out pretty well. And, and so I, I, there were lots of great stuff. But by the time dinner came around, people were really tired. And, so, and then we were going to my aunt and uncle's for the night, and, and it, was, it was a lot. It was just a lot. And, and when I was 14, I made a decision that we were going to have a great Christmas. It was just the way that it was. We're going to have a great Christmas this year. We, we were 
my stepfather was gone. Uh, he was out of our lives. There, there, it was, I just knew in my heart. Now, I didn't do anything special to plan for that great Christmas. I didn't worry about whether or not we would have a great Christmas. I just knew. And I don't know if I knew because I decided or I had intuition. But it was a fantastic Christmas. There wasn't an ounce of drama. There wasn't an We were so present with each other. And, and we, we enjoyed each other's company, the six of us, because uh, my grandparents, my mother, my two brothers and myself. We, Christmas morning was lovely. Christmas dinner was lovely. I don't remember if we did anything that evening, but it was lovely because I, I'll have to tell you, because I chose. And apparently, unknowingly, everybody went along with me. And so would you choose... And it's not an affirmation. It's not, oh, I hope, I hope everybody will be nice. I hope, just, I don't know what happened when I was 14 that I started choosing differently. And through the years, I have chosen differently, and then I've reverted back to worrying about tomorrow. And I, I, I've, cer I've certainly spent a lot of hours concerned about time. Oh, my goodness. Anybody worried about time? Yeah, you know, I, I spent a lot of my life worried that I'd be late, and rarely was I ever late. But, see, the benefit of being on time is you get to be mad at the people who are late. <laughs> yeah, it's a burden, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> and, uh, and, the, and then the ones who are late, if, if you work it right and you say the right things, they get to be guilty. Either guilty or defensive. Whatever, it's not planning for the best day ever. And today may as well be the best day ever. What about today? You know, to, I, I could think, what am I going to wear tomorrow? What am I going to do tomorrow? What am I going to think about tomorrow? What am I going to, whatever, tomorrow? Who am I going to get along with tomorrow? And who am I going to resent tomorrow? But today, what about today? Today, is there cause for worry today? The truth is no. There is not cause for worry today. If I'm worried today, it's because I'm thinking about tomorrow, I promise. But today, today can be very upsetting. Today, today can be very uncomfortable. Today can, can, can have a lot of stuff in it. But the, the cause for worry, that's about tomorrow. That's not about today. Uh, today is my opportunity to be fully present in the presence of God, in the presence of life. You know, as I said before, our mission is to continually discover, demonstrate, and educate that our source of good is God within. I was at the Eastern Region Con Conference this week of Unity Churches, uh, Unity Worldwide Ministries, it's now called, and I was in Paul Hasselbeck's class, and I know, I know, I know, sorry, fuzzy, there we go, all gone. Uh, I was in Paul, Reverend Paul Hasselbeck's class, and many of you know Paul from his 12 Powers book, and some many of you who have studied Unity classes have uh, taken his classes, his Metaphysics, his Metaphysics 1 and Metaphysics 2 book. And so, to, to know, Paul is a bit of an absolutist, but he's also looking to get us clearer on our Unity language. And he did a workshop at the conference this week. And did you know the difference between a conference and a convention is the size of it? I did not know that. 
for a long time. I always wonder, why do we have an annual unity convention every June? Well, most every June, not this year. Uh, but then we have Eastern Region Conference. And I found out for a convention, we rent a convention center. For a conference, we get a hotel ballroom in an inexpensive hotel. And 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 there there lies the difference. And uh, so uh, we at the conference this week, which was all on Zoom, and it was my favorite of all the Eastern Region conferences I've been to. And I've been to several. I, I haven't been to one in a couple of years because we've been traveling those those during that time. But uh, the, this was wonderful, and it all everything worked well. The teachers and the the breakout rooms were fun. Uh, you know, it's so cool. You nobody gets picked or not picked for a breakout room, somebody in the background there at the home base is just saying, okay, you'll, this one, this one, this one are in uh, room one. Somebody, uh, three, uh, three or four others are in room two. So suddenly you are in this room with people you didn't know who you were going to be in the room with. So it's not, doesn't matter whether you like them or not. Most of them I didn't even know. And we would chat for five to seven minutes on a particular topic, and then suddenly you are whisked through, like like the flu network in Harry Potter. You are whisked back into the home, the the main room. It it, it was so much fun, and and, and we got to, I got to know a lot of people a little bit, and I and I freely gave of myself to a lot of people for a little bit. But Paul, in Paul's workshop, back to that, in Paul's workshop, he, he was talking about Myrtle Charles Fillmore, Unity's co-founders, what they meant when they said certain things. And in How to Let God Help You, Myrtle does refer to God as it. Now, throughout the book, she says he, his he all over the place, or his, but there's one paragraph, and I've gone blank on where it is now, she says, God is it. And that's, I have called God it, capital I-T, for years. Because I wanted to take the gender out of it. I wanted to, the gender was inconsequential to me. I wanted to take the personality out of God. But then Paul said, whenever Charles Fillmore wrote of God, said God, what he really meant was principle. God is principle. When, he, when they talked about mind, what they meant was principle. And that was such a relief to have that done. Remember, when Unity started, it started as a prayer group around a kitchen table, the Fillmore Myrtle's kitchen table, actually. It was Charles' kitchen table, too, but he didn't sit there when she had her little prayer group. And it, when I say little, I mean four or five people, and which might be a big prayer group for some of us. And, and so they sat there, and she, these people all started having healings. And remember, Myrtle had been given three months to live, and uh, she lived another 45 years due to correct use of prayer and some some people have said there there is no wrong way to pray and i will tell you yes there is there absolutely a million wrong ways to pray and there are many 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 correct ways to pray but uh, praying believing it makes a big difference so anyway i i thought about when when substituting the word principle when i read the word god in my bible in my metaphysics books. And and therefore, anybody, any of any religion, can be writing. And when I substitute the word principle for God, it is a whole new foundation of spirituality in me and a whole new pathway to healing 
for me. And so I passed this along to everyone. I, I think I told you a year ago, it was over a year ago now, it was September a year ago, that I was at Vipassana. And while I, I was in meditation, it occurred to me that the word God just wasn't doing it for me. It really wasn't. I needed a different word because I was trying to get something from God. I was praying to God. Again, I was reverting back to my old, old ways that, that are really ineffective for me. You know, and I'll tell you, I, they're ineffective for most people. A lot of people may think, oh, I get such comfort when I do that. Yes, but do you manifest? Do you manifest wholeness? Do you manifest healing? Are your resentments gone? Uh, you know, and if they're not, they, then it's you're just doing it to get a breather uh, so that you can get back to your misery. I believe uh, in the eradication of misery. It doesn't mean I've proven it every day. But I do believe there's no cause for misery other than I, am, I stay willing to forget about my source. I stay willing to forget about principle. So, in, in this, to, so last year, Vipassana, uh, love was the word that came to me to use instead of God. Because to me, love has no personality. I'm not trying to get something from love. When I speak of love, it's something I know that I have. And it's something I know that I have in order to experience love. But it's not like, oh, love, please give me money. Oh, love, please change this world. I don't, it wouldn't even occur to me to do that. It would be, that would be weird. Where it's not weird to say, oh, God, please change the world. Oh, God, please give me money. How is that not weird? But it isn't. I grew up with that. I didn't get a lot of money from asking, but I still asked. Because I thought, oh, one of these days... Uh, God, uh, God's going to give it to me. What I didn't understand then that I do now. In the beginning, when if there was a beginning, God gave us prosperity. We labeled money as a form of prosperity. God didn't say money is prosperity. And if anything, I think we use money to maintain our, our thought of lack. Again, I'm off on a tangent. Anyway, coming back. So, principle. Principle, to use the word principle, do you read the Fillmore books? To read all the New Thought books, as I'm sure you are willing to do. Uh, we, I, I've been do, reading a couple in New York uh, for, for classes. We're going to start a new one here. Uh, in, uh, I think it's October 27th. On Tuesday mornings at 11 a.m., Dynamics for Living. It's Charles Fillmore collection. Of, and it's very short topics. It's a thick book, but it's very short topics. And each week we'll read a few of those. I will read and explain, and people can bring up their thoughts and comments. And, and that's how we're going to go through our old teachings like that. And it, it's very simple. I've been doing it with New York. I'm going to do it with Unity Center of Norwalk, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Anyway, so to take that word principle, you know, and what if uh, instead of saying he or she around God, you, you refer to God as it. It is. Because, see, God is principle. God is love. God is power. God is presence. God is. We created the word God in order to communicate. And then somebody's ego humanized it and put a big personality with it. And that is, uh, well, for one thing, it's, a, it's, it's control from the big people. 
You know, my parents were the big people, and they used it because they didn't know any better. And their parents used it because they didn't know any better. Uh, but there were people who organized religion who said, oh, if we make it this way, it'll seem like a more parental and a better way to control people, quite frankly. And, and so if you take that out of it, your Bible is a very safe book to read. Your Course in Miracles is a very safe book to read. All the Fillmore books, both Charles and the three that Myrtle wrote, are all very safe to read. Because now, the understanding of them is in your control. It is within your purview and your willingness to say, oh, that's what that means. Oh, if I apply that there. Oh, it takes all the personality out of it. It takes a lot of the romance out of it, too. But be willing to sacrifice romance in your spirituality for effective manifestation of thought, of spirit, of, of the physicality. And so with that, coming into principle, there's no reason to worry about tomorrow. See, I'm coming back to the theme. The, and, and there is no reason to worry about tomorrow because in principle, I have what I need today. And so when Kenneth was singing, what about today? Well, here it is. This is what today is about. Today is about accepting love into your consciousness. Today is about accepting wisdom into your consciousness. Today is about accepting peace and joy, uh, omnipresence, omniscience, omnipotence into your consciousness. Today is about accepting principle, divine principle is on my side. Now that statement in the Bible, as God is for me, no thing could be against me. Well, I believe that to be true. It doesn't mean I act that way all the time. There are many days where I think something or someone is against me. Often time, I, I, I think, is, is something that just doesn't work in my favor. And the reason for that is I make time what it is not. And sometimes I think people are not on my side. They're not on my favor. And that's because I make people what they are not. Do you hear that? Are you making people, any person in the world, what they aren't? Have, has anyone made you what you are not in their mind? It's maddening, isn't it, when somebody tries to make you something or someone you're not, and there's, there's no room for you in that. And we all want room for ourselves, but we've got to give room for others, and sometimes people just refuse to show us their spiritual selves. And that's what Ho'oponopono is for, if you took Christina's class. Uh, you know, that's what forgiveness is for. Not to be done, but to ex be experienced. You know, Lie, uh, Eric Butterworth wrote a book called Life is for Loving. And he was right on target with that. Life is for loving. And it's not always loving according to someone else's uh, understanding. It's for loving as you are guided by spirit. The spirit never guides us to hate. Spirit, 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 spirit never guides us to be against ourselves or another being. Spirit never guides us to be confused about what we ourselves are or what another being is. Spirit never guides us to dismiss any of our fellow beings. Because you see, our fellow beings are ourselves. 
I think I've told, I know I've told this story before. I, many years ago, I was on an A train coming up from West 4th Street to Midtown. It was on a Saturday evening, and it was a very mixed group of people on the surface. Visual? No, it was a Monday. It doesn't matter. It was a Monday afternoon. It was right after therapy, I remember now. It was a very mixed visually group of people. It wasn't a crowd, but I looked around that train, and I thought, oh my gosh, these people are me. It was as clear as anything could be. These people are me. I, I, I couldn't have been more surprised because they looked so different than I think I do. But I knew without a doubt, this, these people are me and I am them. I couldn't find a difference in spirit as I looked around and I thought, well, then I better not criticize any of them. I better not make fun of what I think they look like. I better, I better just love them quietly, but love them. And, and it was a freeing thing, and I wish I would recognize that more often. When I look around the room I'm in, I so wish that I would recognize everyone is me, and I am everyone. I wish that, because you see, if I knew that in my heart, I wouldn't be worried about what they're going to do tomorrow. I wouldn't be worried for them tomorrow. I wouldn't be worried for myself tomorrow. They are me. I am them. To look around. And, and, I, and I've sought to practice that on, on many, uh, many a day, especially at the subway. You know, the subway had, is diverse. At least it was when I lived in New York. I imagine it's, it's still diverse, just fewer people. And, and, and to look around and realize, oh, oh, look how that person's dressed. And look at the hair on that person. Look at the shoes on that one. And the, the makeup on that one. And uh, to really, oh, oh, and there's an angry scowl on this person's face. And this person looks oblivious to the world. And this person looks just as happy as can be. And I have no idea of why. And, and to really, they're me. They're me. And I'm free to love them. They are me and I am free to love them today. So you ask, what about today? Today is the day we are free to love. How do I love, Sean? Sean, how, how do I go about loving, comma, Sean? And, and, and how do I go about loving Sean? <laughs> and, and, and the best way I know is to go within and ask. So how do I go about loving? What is the proper way to love this being and this being and this being? What is the proper way to love this event and this event and this event? What thoughts? Do I need to think? And what thoughts do I need to interrupt in order for today to be the safest day ever? In order for today to be the most joyous day ever? In order for today, today is the day the Lord hath made. Today is the day principle hath made. Today is the day divine law hath made. Today is the day love hath made. Today is the day to be free. Today is the day to change my mind. Oh, today is a busy day. There are so many things I have been putting off in spirit and uh, for my joy. 
I was busy worrying about tomorrow. And so all those previous todays, they don't matter now. Today is the day I offer myself to thee, God. Today is the day I offer myself to thee, Spirit. Today is the day I offer myself to love and all my thoughts. And so today I will interrupt any thoughts that seem to contradict. And it doesn't mean I'm going to be nice all day. It doesn't mean I won't have any feelings today. What it means is I will use my feelings to get correct thoughts. I, and that doesn't mean nice thoughts. It means correct thoughts. I will use my feelings and my any old thoughts that have come up to seek true thoughts. We are a new thought spiritual community. We have a wonderful book in this bookstore and all over the place called The Thought Exchange. Uh, you could read that. Talk to David, what have you, on how to exchange these thoughts. We have all sorts of new thought books. Myrtle Fillmore's How to Let God Help You is genius to me. Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth is genius to me. And as I've said, she will climb into your house at night and rewrite it. So you can always pull it out and read it again. With these new thoughts of principle. Love. Take all the personality out of them and find the principle to apply. Our mission is to continually discover, demonstrate, and educate that our source of good is God within. And so, won't you give yourself the gift today of a wonderful day today because you have a new thought about it. Thank you.